Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Texas Whiskey Crew, the podcast. My name's Steve. I'm Dave. I'm Nick. <laughs> Nick does not have a microphone not near close to his face at all. Um, we've got a special guest with us tonight. Uh, I'm going to let Nick make that introduction, and then she can talk on her own and tell us all about who she is. Just so y'all know, I'm Nick. I'm here. With me tonight, with us tonight, is Lauren from Skip's Beer, Wine, Liquor, New Brothels Hub. She's the boss. She's my boss. Please be nice to her so that way I don't get in trouble and get fired. Uh, and she's here joining us tonight, just hanging out, talking about different whiskeys and just things in general. So welcome, Lauren. Welcome. Hi. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, do, you, do you have anything in, uh, you know, profound to, to say to start us off here? Do you have any blends, Lauren? <laughs> Do you have blends? <laughs> How many times I do you think, get asked that? I think day? that's a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I think uh, kind of in that line of work that y'all are in, and it, it's got to become numbing at times to get the same damn question over and over and over again every time that someone walks in the store when they're looking for allocations. I mean, we all know it. We all want allocations. We all want the same things. People are taught to ask for things. So... I'll start this this thing off real quick. Does it work to ask? Uh, it's a hit or a miss. Some days we feel nice. Some days we don't. Good response. But I can tell you from my side it, of it, I obviously see who comes in every day. There's some people that come in literally every day that come to buy just random stuff. And people that go immediately to a certain section. That's what you look for. If you come in and you just look at a certain section... If I have something in the back, if I had a choice, I don't because I'm still new and I'm just a little <laughs> nobody. Uh, I, if I had an option, I would not sell you something. But if you come in, if you're just buying store picks, if you're just walking around, if you're being friendly, that's that's it's as simple as that. If you come in and go Eagle Rare, Blands, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? And you're like that. And you say it again. I'm just I'm going to ignore you. Yeah. What's Eagle Rare? What's Bland? Sorry, I don't understand. I don't see that way. So these are uh, very nice bottles that people like, and they're very cheap. They're like $30, $40 bottles. <laughs> what if but I told people you? People lose their freaking minds over it. Now, I would say that if somebody just walked in and walked to a specific section, like I'm going to walk in and I'm not going to walk to the tequila section because I'm not a big tequila drinker. No, that's so, fine. 100%. But I am going to walk to the bourbon section. That's fine, too. Well, see, I walk into the beer cooler and I just yell, y'all, y'all got any blends in here? And that, that's, I, I, keep my I, I, also meet Steve the, I meet Steve in the cooler and we hang out and we just yeah, like, we do, cuddle. we do. That's it's where cold you there. disappear too. Yeah. Okay. It's, I will, it's cold. I will Steve gets a, cold in there. I like to keep him warm. I will <laughs> tell a funny story. So talking about somebody, somebody walking in to grab something. Um, when I, I guess I first really got into bourbon and um, a friend of mine. Which uh, bottle? Well, I'm getting there. But, so I bet you it was Garrison Brothers. It was. <laughs> so not like really into it, but I guess I would say like the first kind of quasi expensive bottle, my friend, John Rails, who lives in Tennessee now. Um, Shout out. He, he's done. I hope he listens to the podcast. I need to talk. I need to call him and, and see he's no longer on Facebook. Um, he but, can get us on a lot of other places. Do you want to go over how many places you can listen to the podcast? You, we we should do that. That's a hell of a segue, Steve. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio. Uh, we're now on Google Podcasts. Oh yeah, we're also on the new Garrison Brothers Radio. In case you hadn't heard, they have a new radio. <laughs> so, my friend John, we were doing something. So he, and I don't know if he still does, but he used to write reviews for the Whiskey Reviewer. Um, he's a hell of a guy. He was my priest. He he 
married Carrie and I, um, or was part of that. Uh, co- y'all didn't know. Co-officiated. Dave's a very lucky man. Um, and he. Dave married me. up. Dave married up. Yeah, I definitely married up. He married so. up too. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> okay. We all married up. All right. I don't want to say it, but let's be honest. We all married we up. We all definitely married <laughs> up. So we would not be anywhere without the women behind us. Correct. Well, we'd that be is, somewhere, that, but it would not be anywhere good. Not anywhere good. <laughs> not anywhere good. <laughs> that is in fact our strongest support system. Shout out to the wives. Absolutely. Cheers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he got me, and I think this was a maybe a 17 or 18 bottle of cowboy. Um, and we had a, a kind of an in-depth conversation about it, just going through it. And I really liked it. I didn't know anything about anything about bourbon. And um, we got to talking. So I started looking. I'm like, well, hell, what's really good bourbon? So I'm, so I found Pappy. And so I walked in. And I won't even name the liquor store I went into, but it was somewhere here in New Braunfels. Um, and I just walked in. I said, hey, you got any Pappy? <laughs> the guy, the fucking look on this guy's face when I walked in there. And this was maybe 2017, 2018. Um, he just looked at me and he was like, no. And oh shit, man, I didn't even realize what I had done and finally kind of got into it. But that kind of goes into, you know, sometimes people just hear something and they walk in and say, Hey, you know, can I find this? Or, or I heard it on a podcast. I'm going to try and drink it. I think the best one is, uh, do you have the bottle with the horse on it? Oh my God. Horse soldier would be hilarious. It's a very good bottle. Are, are, are we talking about Rock Hill? It's Will Summers. Super nice guy. You know, no, they are there, but there's a lot of good things in, I think you're right though. I think there are, there are a lot of folks out there and I think even people listen to us that don't have a solid grasp on, you know, what to ask for and what to not ask for. So I suppose you, you know got to have a lot of patience, is, you know, the best when people come in and go, do you have any of these? And it's all like super like B tag. Like it's literally on their phone because their husband or wife or whoever is like, Hey, ask for these. And it's literally just a picture of their phone with like a text message that says like, whether 107 or, you know, Blanton's Pappy's, it's hilarious. And you do feel kind of bad for those people. There have been times where we would like, people are walking around the store and we're like, yeah, put that Blanton's out. And you just like, everybody just, head just turns. And it's really messed up on my part. Cause I've done it twice since I've been there. So I'm like, Hey, just go and put that Blanton's out. And people just lose their minds when they're in the can, can you all, since, since the boss is here, can you all, Take some electrical tape and tape a Blanton stopper onto something else in there just to see if someone tries just to put buy the it. box with the bag over. Oh, like, we already put the box out, and we even have people. Oh, what's in the box? Can we, can we get the box? And I'm like, it's a box. You can put have some the old box. crow in the box. <laughs> yeah. You can have the That's box. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, well, it's, it's interesting because, and since we're just talking about Blanton's, which you know, no hate to Blanton's. I know that it's a great bottle for the price because there's so many just. I don't I'm care who you are. So if many you talk trash about Blaine's, you're like, oh, Blaine's is trash. Then you've bought it at $200. Yeah. Because Blaine's is a great bottle at $65. It's a hell of a It's board, a $65. great taste. And it's a great, it's, it looks amazing on a bar. So if you talk trash about Blaine's, it's because you paid $200 for it. Yeah. That's 100% what it is. What if I think it tastes like watered down bourbon? I think you're wrong. Like, I, I think there's so many other bourbons. Like, I love Basil Hayden's and Old Fashions. Basil Hayden's tastes like watered down bourbon. But you love it. It is water. I do love Basil Hayden's. That's why you like Blanton's. That's why I sent a case today and Sean from the Bourbon Junkies. We've already said that we're proof whores and and it's fine. And it, you know, it's going to fall in at a lower proof. And, you know, if it's not at least 105 or better, it tends to be taste watered down to my. Yeah, 100%. Ball and bond is still low. Yeah, definitely. So how about this? What if I put a plastic screw cap on top of the bottle of Blanton's? Would you still buy it? 
hundred percent. The bottle shape itself is very cool. Yes. People do chase the horse on top, but the bottle shape itself is very iconic. It's very, I mean, it stands out. It's a great bottle shape. No one else has that bottle shape. Right. There's, there's gotta be, I think there's one, that, a liqueur of some sort that stands out from back in the day. Yeah. Oh, it's not even that back Chambord. in the day. Chambord. 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 Oh, well, Chambord, but uh, Acavero, we were just talking about the other day. I actually bought it. My wife killed a bottle in two days because she's. <laughs> I thought we were being nice to wives. And we are. She's a great person. She just likes to drink her <laughs> alcohol. Um, it's a round bottle. It's green and it has like leaves like on it on the bottle. It's, it's got a, like a weird. It's an orange liqueur. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like an orange. It's got yeah. a texture of an orange. Yeah. It's it's a phenomenal bottle. Yeah, I mean, it's an orange liqueur. Patron has a distinctive bottle. There are things yeah. that you can look at on a shelf. You know what it is. is. 100%. Um, and, and it gets a little bit, you know, some movies and things like that. It gets its play. Blanton's does, but, um, you know, it's good. I wish it wasn't so hard to come by that people would go so stupid over it because you kind of miss the point on a lot of well, other it, really good things because you're hung up on trying to find that or it won't rare. be soon. Cause you know, Buffalo trace has spent $2 billion on expanding their stuff and supposedly they can do 60% more of their everyday operation. So a couple so years, how, how long does that take until we see BTEC like regularly? <laughs> Well, was the youngest BTAC 17? Yep. So 17 years before he's that. You're not going to see 17 years from now because they, they, these this people year been, was the biggest release of BTAC and Pappies that they've had. That's what I'm saying. And they hedged on this well before this point. So there yeah. are people that were like, hey, we're, we're going to see some growth where we're starting to see this wave build. Yeah. At some point, it's going to start breaking and we want to be on top of that as it builds. And that's where they're at right now. Well, and I sure. don't think for a second that some of the strategic placements in movies or um, television shows or whatever, anywhere where you see a bottle get predominantly displayed, I don't think that that's by accident. I think there's a lot of thought and, and process that goes there's into branding and and i think they they plan for that you know um everybody's seen john wick with the bottle of land cracks yeah. i mean and and it's what was it uh yellowstone with the weller weller 12 yeah. or yeah, 12 or something like that yeah it was black label is black label is 12 year blue label is foolproof so you know i i think but here's the thing like placement there's nothing on that same level as btac I love Old Forester. There's nothing from Old Forester that's on that level. Birthday Bourbon's great, but it's not on that level. The only thing close is Heaven Hill 17. Heaven Hill 17 is very is identical to BTAC for me. It okay. is on that level for me. Other than that, I mean, Brown Foreman has some great pro- King Kentucky. But King Kentucky, just it fell flat for me compared to everything else. I had a bottle and I gave it to Dan and Sean because I was like, it's not that good. Well, and Nick- I just... I like their president's choice and their single barrel to me was better than their higher end, you know, their King Kentucky. Yeah. Nick, and I mean, everybody's gonna have a different. For sure. He has a very refined palate. Oh my God. Here we go. Very <laughs> refined. Very refined. We all agree. Elijah Cray 18 is trash, right? Oh, I'm not going to say trash. I never talk okay. bad about any. Sorry. Actually, Elijah Cray preference. wants to like, you know, you know, sponsor us. We'd be, a fun, we'd be super excited. But, but Elijah, is, Elijah Cray 18 is, is super f- it's, it's super okay. Oaky. It's like yeah. sucking on a piece yeah. of oak. Yeah. 17 Should Heaven Hill is not. Or something like that. Yeah, don't. I, know I don't know what the different that. mash bills between Heaven Hill 17 and Elijah Craig 18. <clears throat> I don't know. But Heaven Hill 17 is phenomenal. Elijah Craig 18 is not. I know a certain person in this room who got a barrel, a bottle, excuse me, <laughs> of Elijah Craig 18, and I was more than happy to give it to her. <laughs> so, see, so that said, all right. So, I want to, I want to 
turn this a little bit real quick. So Lauren, you've heard us rattle off about a whole bunch of shit just now. Um, uh, we talked about blends. We talked about taters. We talked about, uh, Elijah Craig. We talked about birthday. We talked about all kinds of BTAC, uh, people paying too much, not paying enough, things like that. What, what's your take on all this? I mean, where, where, where are you leaning, uh, with these things? You know, tell us about kind of where you're at in your bourbon journey. Uh, whether you're a veteran, whether you're new at this, uh, we, we obviously, we got love for all people in all walks as far as that goes. Uh, I'd say I'm new for sure. Um, and thanks to Nick, I've been able to experience a lot of different bourbons. Um, definitely I will say BTAC is on point. Like I really enjoyed the collection that he had given me. Heaven Hill was a little spicy though. I don't know. A little hot. <laughs> At eight, the Elijah Craig though. Yeah. It was like licking an ashtray almost. Like oh, it was, man. it was very, very smoky. Uh, extremely oaky. Like I, yeah, the aftertaste to it, like once it sat for a good minute, like it wasn't so bad, but that initial, like it came on sweet and then it just fucking like went to town. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm not a fan of it, but definitely not one of my go-tos. Okay. Um, so, I am, I am thankful for the bottle though. I will drink it at some point. <laughs> it's one of those, <laughs> yeah, you have it, there's no point in not drinking it yeah. for sure. So it sounds um, like what you're saying is Nick has ruined you. You, uh, you were given caviar <laughs> oh, dude, immediately. And oh, told hey, here's, here's the greatest of what's out <laughs> there. I now just I drink your happy yeah, I said drink this last because it, like, it will ruin you. Yeah, like you're pretty much you have fucked. caviar, bologna just doesn't taste as good anymore. Let me show you what you can't have. Now, it tastes great, doesn't it? You can't find it anywhere, but hey. Not true, because guess what? You can find it in the Nick Jones hut. You find it in Nick Jones' house. There is only one Nick Jones. All right. <laughs> then that's what, that's why we got you here. We appreciate you. We thank you for everything you do, but on a different note, let's talk affordability wise. So let's talk about stuff that you could find on the shelf. Is there anything? So you work in a liquor store. If you're going to go pick up some bourbon, what, what are you grabbing? What do you, what do you, what do you up? like? Yeah. What that's do you a like? Good question. What do Shit. you like? Oh, I mean, I used to drink makers. Just good. that was, that was my dad's go-to. It ended up being my go-to because I didn't really know much. Um, I mean, again, I'm still expanding my palate here, so oh, that's a, that's a hard. It is. It is. Makers is a good go to. Yeah, because it's a weeder. Yeah, we we she was introduced to that term tonight. She yeah. now knows what weeder is. We, yep. Yeah, weeder. I had no idea. Well, we, uh, all we're I, talking about is weeded <laughs> bourbon. So those are those are ones that they chose to the well to have wheat in the mash bill, and it smooths it out. Makers. It's a different. Yep. What's another? It's Buff, another Buffalo weeder. Trace is a big weeder. You know, it's. Weller. That's one thing I will say. Double. I have not had, I have not tried Buffalo Trace. You haven't tried I Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Trace? No. Well, you got to try that. Really? I think that's a rite of passage. I think regular Buffalo is a good solid all around. Yeah, I think it falls in with makers. It's one of the ones that can easily get you into the bourbon yep. game. Um, we're, I mean, we're lucky enough that it's not hard to find um, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Find Buffalo. You can, you I think if you're trying to get into bourbon, honestly, Angel's Envy, the, the Caribbean or the the rum, the rum cask, yeah. I say Caribbean, but so we do cask. sell that one like crazy. And I, it's, yeah, I it's a very expensive yet. bottle. It used to be 90 bucks. It's now like 110 because of everything going up. It's super sweet. It's like pancake syrup. Yeah. It's seen. It's one I would pass pass on, on the shelf. Like, really? See, yeah. I lined up with Dave on that. It's not my, if you've never had whiskey before, I think it's a great starter. Sure. People like sweet. That's why yeah. makers is it's huge. Buffalo old is fashion. Huge. But see, like I've gotten to where like, I'm not really a fan of sweet as I've gotten older. It's like, as your palate's improving. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. It's still on my shelf. I'll always hold it on my shelf. I love it. 
but I won't drink it anymore. Like I'm more into the cast strengths, the higher proofs. Like that's where I'm at. Well, and kind of a, a, a tip for anybody that's getting into it. You know, you mentioned some of them were a little hot for your taste and that is definitely the time where, you know, you can throw in a small cube or you can throw in a couple of drops of water um, and try it that way. Cause you're still going to get the flavor profile, but you won't get the burn. And for somebody that's new, you know, hell there's a few out there that I'll still put a cube in just because I enjoy the taste, but I'm not in the mood to have heart. <coughs> <What's it? coughs> um, I just coughed. Um, <laughs> I think I will. I will. <laughs> we joke around a lot. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, the toasted barrel from Elijah Craig, it's 94 proof. It's low. It's amazing. You put a fucking cube in that. It's marshmallow for yeah. days. Yep. So there are some whiskeys that are just better with ice. hundred well, percent. And, and water for that matter. I, I mean, may or may not have paid for a class of Pappy 15 for my father-in-law. He may have put a put ice cube in it. And I may have literally <laughs> promised myself. I would never talk to him again after that. Um, yeah. And that may have still be, you know, so, so happening. Yeah. but um, that's a good segue, Nick and Dave, you, you kind of brought us back into what the hell we're supposed to be talking about. Whiskey. Well, no, we are that, that's true. true. We, we are supposed to be talking about whiskey <laughs> and we're definitely supposed to be talking about Lauren here because she's joining us. But we did the video tonight on barrel craft spirits. And I don't know that I touch much on that, but you brought up this whole adding water to stuff. And they're one of the few distilleries out there that on their tasting notes online, if you visit their website, they will talk about adding a couple drops of water and how that changes and what flavors you get. That's very it cool. It does. It changes so I many things. That. That's very cool about them. I yeah. So that. that that's kind of a neat thing. And I'm guessing that probably comes from their, Oh, what the hell was her title? Nick Christensen, uh, who is, she's their, she, she's their blender. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing she's that has a, a lot to do with her. She's a sommelier. She knows a whole bunch of stuff. It's got a very refined palate like Nick over there. Um, super refined. Well, people can get really hung up on, oh, I only drink it neat, and it's the only way to drink bourbon, which is bullshit. I mean, drink it the way you like 100%. it. 100%. Drink, drink it the way you like um, it. We'll never talk shit. I'll don't definitely give you talk shit. fucking E.H. Taylor and Coke, which is what I do whenever I come to your show. 100% going to talk shit um, if you do that. Well, I only know a, which one I had. There's a, a TikTok creator out there, and um, I just happened to come by it today. I'm all usually, oh, before we podcast, I'm I forgot the code red. Um, Sorry, guys. Oh, the code red. I forgot. Hey, should have texted um, us. I'm disappointed. But there's a guy, and he was doing something, and he was talking about Elmer T. Lee, and he's like, you know, people say you got to drink it neat, and they'll give you shit if you drink it with anything else. And then he puts his video up of Elmer T. Lee talking about how he likes to drink his own whiskey, and he's like, I like an ice cube and a splash of Seven Up or Sprite in there, and you know, it's it just goes to oh, drink Elmer man. That means he doesn't like his whiskey. Drink <laughs> what you like. Drink it the way you like to. Except drink. for that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Who puts fucking Sprite in goddamn Elmer? It's a hundred proof. If he wants to drink it that way, drink it. But it Do just, we have his address? Can we go visit him? He's dead. Not Elmer. I'm talking about the guy who said that. Well, I don't know who the <laughs> I know Elmer's dead. Well, Holy shit. You know, Can we go was, see E.H. Taylor? <laughs> yes. He's in the ground. Yeah. Go ahead. We can go have a pour at his headstone. Um, but, you know, really, drink it the way you like to drink it. Eventually... If you drink enough of it, I think you'll come around to a certain type of palate the way you like to drink it. Obviously, adding sweetened soda is going to diminish the flavor a little bit. But, you know, hell, if that's the way you like to drink it and you want to spend that much on a bottle and pour 
You coke you, in it like Nick does with E. H. Taylor. Well, you might even <laughs> say bacock. Let's hold on. I got a bottle. Did say I got it. Oh my god. He did say that on video. I tried to say two words at once and it fucked me up, man. I was like, oh my god. Um, so when I, I was, I wasn't into whiskey at first, except for drinking it with coke. I mean, I could kill a bottle in two days with coke. You know, that's how it was. And my mother-in-law got me a bottle each Taylor for Christmas. And I don't know anything about it. I don't know if it was small batch, single barrel. I don't know anything about it. I know it wasn't barrel proof because it had the red, the red uh, writing on it. Right. So it was one of the two, but I I didn't know anything about it. So I just killed that whole fucking bottle with a, with a glass of Coke in two days. That's okay. You know what? New Year's, I was actually pouring some drinks for the in-laws and make some stuff. I mix myself one. I'm a proof horn. I'm a bourbon snob. I like a lot of stuff, but don't get me wrong, man. I still enjoy a highball here and there. Honestly. I also heard he likes tarantula. <laughs> what? No, I didn't like tarantula. You brought that shit over here. Come on. I left it here for a fucking reason. <laughs> I'm about to go get dad to see if Lauren likes it. What is oh, it? it's so bad. It's not. The Aga, the Aga Vero is very the good. The blue bottle of tarantula. The tarantula. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't good, but it, it tasted, tasted like an like air pressure mixed with a urinal cake. Come on. Yeah. That is. Holy shit. That is a definitely. It's urinal cake. That's That's dead on. It's urinal cake. I think we have some sort of a urine issue. You know, oh, that's cat true. Cat piss. Oh, I got to bring Capus for Urinal Lauren. cakes with an air freshener. <laughs> you know, like black ice or something. Oh, black one? ice is my favorite scent for a car. <laughs> what was the, what was the, the I cinnamon like black whiskey? Ice. Fireball. No, no, no. Before the cinnamon, <laughs> yeah. before that. It was, uh, it looked like ice. Oh, oh aftershock, aftershock. Oh, man. Dude, I had the, the my fireplace growing crystals. I was so excited. Do you know how that? pissed well, off they, they are now that fucking Fireball's made it? Oh, they're pissed. Uh, what about like Goldschlager and Hot Damn? Goldschlager. So, did you ever have a the original Four so Horsemen? So, we drank a lot of Goldschlager, Dave, and I didn't <laughs> make a day way too much. Can't do it now. So, the original Four Horsemen was always Jack, Jim, John. Yeah. Bean, right. All that. That's the, every, so the for, actual Four Horsemen is Jaeger, Bacardi 151, Goldschlager, Rumpelmint. None of those guys like are on horses. How do you get Four Horsemen out of that? Four Horsemen. If you add three more, it becomes a seven headed dragon. Jack, Jim, and. Uh, we got to talk to Nick about representation seven, here. Right. Seven-headed dragon. Well, I, I okay. see an episode with seven-headed dragons. Yeah. Going. All right. Holy, we're like going to do that. We had a drink of that joke. in Mexico, or it was in Do. It was Laredo. Oh, God. It's kind of oh. Like oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. It was at a shooting range <laughs> slash bar. Cigar <laughs> slash bar. I'm not even joking. Is it a you strip club, too? No. <laughs> but you could not go to the shooting range after... The liquor part of it. You had to go to the, you had to go to the shooting <laughs> range first and then you could come out. But it was 725 for a seven headed dragon, which is Jack, Jim, Beam, Goldstalker, Rumpel, Mince, Bacardi, 151, and Jaeger. That sounds awful. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Lauren. It sounds awful. 725 for a That's glass like of that. Not, not a single, a double. 725. You're bringing up bad memories for me. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll jump into this for a second, but I don't know if Dave remembers my 21st birthday. Dave's younger than me. Um, For those who don't know, Steve was 21 when the cars first came out. <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm about to be 47. I I'm do not remember that your far birthday. off. <laughs> you do. And, and we, we, in when we were living in Colorado, yeah, we went to, we went to a bar and, um, we didn't do anything bad. Dave was real good. He was trying to take well, care sober. of me. I was the designated driver. We definitely had you, you bought me a shot of that damn, the four horsemen, the horsemen there. Or something yeah. Like yeah. That. Actually, it was like several shots, probably. <laughs> but 
Uh, yeah, I had a lot to drink that night, but we, Dave was driving. We did get pulled out of a car and accused of. Oh yeah, they smashed my face in the ground. They 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 pulled a gun to my head. It was it was quite the experience. It was something else. It was it was great. We we had left the bar and we won't get all into the story. But um, when I got home, this was way before cell phones, so I did have a pager. My pager was going off, <laughs> and then I got home, and my mom's like, "Dude, somebody's been calling the house. All, it's three o'clock in the morning. She's like, somebody's been calling the house, and they had seen us being." extricated from our vehicle that I was driving. I was perfectly sober. So he's face down in the slush handcuffed (laughs) face down in the snow, being handcuffed, pulled out to the back of the car. You know, Steve was thrown in the back. I was thrown in the driver's side and uh, they're like, why'd you pull a knife on the bouncer? We're like, we didn't. And then they came and luckily, you know, people talk about how shit goes sideways, but the bouncer came was like, no, that's not them. The guy happened to be wearing a black felt hat and, uh, whatever I was wearing, but I mean, we look similar. Thank God Steve was wearing the fedora. I was, wearing, I was wearing a jean jacket, man. And a jean jacket and the fedora. He was safe. Jordash white sneak jacket. Bring, bring, bring the jean jackets back. Come on. Uh, but no, that was that was Steve's 21st birthday. I was probably, I guess I was 19 or 20 at the time. Probably like 15. Uh, no, why why fun, like that? The long, long and short of this is don't drink the four horsemen. That's just no, don't. Don't drink the four horsemen. You might end up handcuffed on the ground in the snow with a gun to your head. That's what happened to me. I swear to God. This is a PSA, dude. Yeah, there is a new Braunfels. There's a new Braunfels Penelope meet on the 17th. I'm buying everybody four horsemen. Oh, shit. All right, hey, Guaranteed. you know, Guaranteed. We, if you show up, you're gonna get four horsemen. Oh. You know, you know what I want you two gentlemen to do real quick here, since uh, I offered Lauren a question and she's just been or sitting here listening to us ramble ramble about all kinds of shit. I want you guys to pose some questions for her so we can hear her insight on things. Oh no! So Nick, Lauren, go. Man, it's tough because so she might not be like she says she's not hashtag. You know, like. Well versed, sorry. Well versed in whiskey, but man, like when it comes to wines, like if anybody asks anything about wine, she knows everything. Okay, so that's so. That, that being now. said, favorite wine, Nick asked. I'm gonna no no no. So if I'm a Camus whore, because we all know there are a few, and there's Commendum or whatever it's called. Conundrum. See, I was just testing. Now. I was testing her. And there's also the uh, Wharf. What is that one called? Wharf. Yeah, it's also by the same company, something Wharf or something like that. Anyways, he's down like $9 bottles. I, no, I don't know about that. So there's a company that, so the people that make Camus also make Conundrum and they also make something called the Wharf or something else. It's a 10 year, the 10 Wharf or something like that. Anyways, if I liked Camus and you were out or you didn't have it, which we do, we always have it, um, what would talking you about suggest wine? for wine? Okay. Shit. Talk to us. I haven't had Camus in a long time. Um, well, what's your preference? What's your favorite? If you're not buying Camus, what are you buying? I mean, I've already said it like a thousand times, but anything Orange Swift, Dave Feeney, anything along those lines, I am 100%. Like, I was very surprised with how much it, uh, Steve knew about Dafine. Oh, dude, I know a lot about wine, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, you see, you understand what I do for a living. It was important for Well, all right. I'll take it back real quick. So Dave knows where this is at around the same time or just shortly after I had a girlfriend at the time that told when me you're 21 and Dave was 15. No, <laughs> it was around that time, but she told me that I was in fact, not cultured. Yeah, I believe and that upset me. So guess what I did when, when a, when a woman tells me I'm not cultured, guess what? I became cultured. So I learned a lot about the arts. I learned a lot about wine. I learned a lot about a lot of things. I even made wine for several years. <laughs> so I know a lot about a lot of stuff just because 
That one particular girlfriend told me I wasn't cultured. So guess what? Cultured now. Suck it. <laughs> you just said suck it. We're on a podcast. It's fun. Sure you can't see his face. He actually did the, he did he did the hand motions too. He did the, he did the <laughs> We're happy this is not on video. I knocked uh, my mic straight off. Mic drop. <laughs> he said suck it. Um well, no, but I do. Back to back that. She said Orange Swift. So she said Orange Swift. So let's jump, let's jump back into Orange Swift real quick. So we'll jump off into this real quick out of the bourbon world uh, into the wine world. Uh, Orange Swift, and we'll let you talk about him since he's one of your one of the people you're passionate about. He lines up as one of my, I'd say, in the top two of my favorites as far as uh, wines go. So Orange Swift, well, what's your number one pick if someone's going to jump off bourbon and go in and pick wine if they want to look for one of, one of Orange are you going with reds or whites? I'm going reds because red. I, you know, I like whites, but uh, for me, red wines uh, are more complex, have a lot better flavor, and whites don't need to be chilled. So that sounded really racist. I didn't mean that. <laughs> it did. It did sound very um, racist. Nick didn't mean that. I did not mean that. Uh, I'm I'm a white. F- God, dude, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're in I can't do reds because reds blocks, give me heartburn. I like sweet whites. Okay, that's fine. Oh, yeah, I can't help you. That's just like me. I'm sweet. I'm definitely. You're you're you're, you're reds yeah, all the I'm way. Reds. Yeah, reds all day. you're ginger. I'm red all day. red all the time. Yeah, I. Do if anything drink. tastes like ginger snaps, no, no, nothing so, tastes like ginger snaps. Oh yeah, we have. Tell, a beer. tell us about or no. What so what, what's your flavor there on the red side? So we're gonna go with comp, complex flavors on that. Um, I mean, like we already talked about prisoners, like the flavor and it's changed a little. It's still, I still enjoy it. Um, I like his red blend also with that one. And then the machete. Machete's good. I machete, love machete, yeah. Machete's yeah. very good. That. That's just, for I, me, personally, I, yeah. it just came out on the shelf. I haven't seen it before. The box. Oh, he got excited about the box. Oh, dude, the box is fucking phenomenal. It's a chick on the Cadillac this. with a machete. It's yeah. fucking phenomenal. It's pretty bad. What's that, one that, what's that one that he has? It's a desert. It's uh, like just desert. On Eight label. years in the desert. That's the one. So David and I had that at... Uh, Gordon Ramsay's Steakhouse. They just oh, came yeah, out with the new. The yeah. bottles are like if you can collect all of them, like you if you can get the full collection, which I think we're in year six now, if I remember okay. right, with the eight years in the desert. But yeah, it's the same label. It's just the different. Like it's like they, uh, mo- like they change the coloring on it. Like that's it's really r- cool though. Really cool. The dude's eclectic as all get up to. I mean, if you haven't done much research on the guy, check him out. He's he's a very very different dude. Um, yeah. But I'm with you on that. Uh, you know, if I've had hundreds of different types of wines, but I continue to go back to his. Yeah. I think Prisoner is a hell of a gateway uh, into a very complex, well-designed wine. And that's why the Prisoner winery, the whole vineyard idea started with them. And that's why it was bought out uh, because it was a solid, solid pour. I mean, it hit all the all the spots, but yeah. it, did, it did change. And, I, and it's funny that you you acknowledge that as well. It's funny, like I'm not a big Chardonnay or white fan, but I do really like um, uh, Mannequin. Okay, Mannequin I think that is one's good. actually really good. Uh, I think the coolest part too is the story behind it. Like he, you know, had his photographer take all these pictures of um, like these mannequins, and he just got pissed off and was like, "I fucking hate them all." Threw them all in this like pile, and then the photographer took like took the picture of it, and all of a sudden he was like, "That's it." That's what I want on my nice. label. Like it was so cool. Like, it's That's just, amazing. Every single story, like 
all of his labels too are super unique too. Like, I don't know. There's always a story behind each one of his wines. That's, I think that's what intrigues me too about him. I agree. You know, I, I, I like to hear that. You and know, what kind of price point are most of yeah. those wines coming into ballpark? Um, well, I mean like his Rose fragile, uh, that one I haven't tried yet, but I'm super excited. We just got it in today and it's been really hard to find. Um, like that one starts at I think like 20 bucks and then it just goes, it just goes up from there. I think is, I'd say like maybe 20 to $80. It's, it's not that bad. Okay. So I'm a bourbon guy that walks into a liquor store and I says, Hey, my wife likes red wine. She like she likes cabs specifically. And I'm looking for a wine for a special occasion. What direction are you going to point me in? And this is for all you bourbon guys out there that don't know what to get. When you hear someone likes a red cab, what direction are you pointing them to? Okay. So this one, I feel kind of contradicting in this. So we got this new one in, um, by Mount peak. It's called rattlesnake. It's a Zinfandel. So fucking amazing. No, you're fine. You're fine. But no, it's so it's all right. And it's funny. As soon as we were doing the tastings for it, like Nick was there and I was like, you're going to like this one. And he was like, no, I don't like it. And I was like, no, there's just, you're going to like it. That one. And ironically, Austin hope, uh, turns on or not turns on, but turns to a lot of like bourbon drinkers. They tend to, um, because it has more of an oaky finish with it and it's a little heavier. Um, so where, so tell us where rattlesnakes out of, you know, I assume California. Yeah. Is it Mount peak? I don't, I don't okay. honestly, I haven't done that much research into so it. So I don't like red wines and we got to taste that. it. I just heard <laughs> that. Yeah. And we got to taste it. It's, it's phenomenal. It has like the tannins aren't super high, but it has a great, like barrel aged flavor to it, which is like, it has a whiskey esque-ness to it. Is, is it barrel aged? I don't know if it's barrel no. aged. It just, it just has that flavor note to it. It's just, it's really, really good. I mean, with a steak, it would be phenomenal. So have either of you had copper and thief? Yes. My wife is a cop, a Cooper and thief. A Cooper, Cooper and sorry, thief. excuse me. Cooper and thief. Yeah, my sorry. wife yeah. loves Cooper and thief. Their barrel aged is just her favorite. Um, I want to buy rattlesnake for her. She said she's had it before and she didn't like it. So I don't know what the comparison would be on that. They have that other one that I think it's Sentinel is their yeah. cab versus a Zinfandel. I didn't get to try that one, but I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. Like I want to try, I know it's a higher end, probably around $80 bottle, give or take. And then, um, they have their other one that we brought in gravity. Um, that one was it wasn't I because I just like really heavy bold reds. I do too. Yep. Um, and I know gravity was good, but if if, if I had to pick between the two that we carry right now, I mean, hundred percent, I'd pull rattlesnake. It is out of Napa. I just okay. So, checked out the Google. So, so on that line, I'll tell you one thing that I can tell you on on red wines. So Diamond Mountain, uh, which is where the vineyard is for Screaming Eagle. So if y'all know Screaming Eagle, Nick should know this one. Do you know Screaming Eagle? Thousand dollars, thousand dollars a bottle is where that's at. Uh, they turn out, six. they turn out some, <laughs> <laughs> they turn out some pretty fabulous, fabulous wines. But uh, Diamond Mountain, um, in order to get into some of those that are just or that are you know that are made from those vineyards, uh, it's hard to hard to come by because they're very expensive, but. There is one winery that sits over there on those grounds, and that one's called Reverie. Uh, and if you've Andrew Kicken is a proprietor over there, and they're they're one that's kind of off the radar. They're not real not real big, but if you like big bold reds, uh, Reverie is 
a solid pour. Um, Andrew Kicken did some cool stuff way back in the day uh, called AS Kicken. You know, was the label. I don't know if they're still doing it, but uh, great, solid, big, bold, badass reds. That sounds good. So if you get a chance, I'm a solid, yeah. bold, badass red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We knew we knew that that was coming. Oh, man. I did not, and I wish I didn't. Nick wasn't know. prepared for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so to give you a little insight, since we went way back on all this crap, we used to call Dave Big Red on the CB. Yeah. Because uh, we had no cell phones. Um, we're that old. Uh, so we had CBs, <laughs> and that's how we talked to each other. Um. For for all only two in here that have experience. Yeah, I and honestly, I didn't. Okay, see, (laughs) I'm I'm 41, going on 50. (laughs) You you got that Christian Slater hair going right now. I know. I'm working. I'm trying to grow it out. (laughs) You know who Christian Slater is? Yes, of course. Oh, see, what was the best movie? Not Brokeback Mountain. Leaving the cube. Broken Arrow. No, leaving the gleaming the cube. Come on. I was like, broke did you something. Say gleaming the cube. I did. I did. Broken arrow no. with uh, what's his name? John Travolta. John Travolta. Thank you. Yeah. With the fucking B two bomber. Come on, man. That's it has no standing to gleaming the cube. If you haven't watched gleaming the cube, I've never even heard home. of it. That's because you're too young. Sit down. Come on. I'm gonna go to the restroom. I'll be back. Yeah. Nick's leaving. Just got booted from the big. Hey, cue, cue, cue the elevator. Where's his princess button on there? Oh, I don't know. It's the bottom one. Yeah, I think we just did Prince's music for. Oh, still going. Oh, Dave's still hitting the button. There, it's off. We're <laughs> testing out a few new features on the. Uh, We're still learning. Machine. If you notice, our intro music was different. That's because Kevin didn't handle the technical side of that. But it'll go back to the normal intro music after this episode. Yes. But hey, special guest, special intro music. Hey, there we go. See, we did that on purpose. So Nick has left the building for a few minutes and uh, we're going to talk about important things while he's gone for a few minutes. All right. So we've covered a lot of different things. Uh, we've, we've covered our youth. We've covered red wines. We've covered bourbon. We've covered um, uh, mixed drinks. Yes. Did we miss out on any? Have we even talked about barrel at all? No. Because I think I brought it up for like two <laughs> seconds and we didn't talk about it at we all. Definitely went sideways there. Yeah. But um, you know, if you watch the YouTube video, um, we did say we would get a little bit more into some of the different tasting notes. And well, let's talk about kind of who they are. For those that didn't watch the video real quick, we'll do a quick recap on, on what we discussed with those. So we're talking about barrel craft spirits. So they're out of Louisville, Kentucky, and um, their claim to fame is they are master blenders. So they're not creating their own distillate. They are, in fact, sourcing everything that they get from different distilleries, and from different areas. I mean, as a matter of fact, they've got several in their lineup that actually have Texas juice mix. And they, I think they tend to steer a little, little more towards balcones um, for some of the, at least the, the, the vetted malt. I believe the one right. is uh, because balcones is definitely lines up along more of a scotchy single malt type portfolio, but, they're, so they're sort they're blending and they're also everything they do is barrel strength. It is, which is super cool. So everything you buy from them, even though you're going to, you're going to pay a little more for the bottle, you're going to, you're going to get it in proof. And you know, if you don't like that, add some ice or water. Yeah. Right? We covered that already. We so. did. So we talked about That's that piece horrible. of it. So well, Nick is back for those of you that didn't gather that. What's ice um, whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> so a uh, quick rundown about what we covered in the video. Uh, we talked about barrel where they were. I mentioned they're Louisville, Kentucky. 
Um, Nick is going to tell us a little bit about the proprietor, the gentleman that started this show. Uh, do, do I need to give you a few minutes, Nick? Have you composed yourself? Oh, good. Okay. Oh, man, just Joe? Joe spot. what? Joe? Not Beatrice. Joe Beatrice. Joe, Joe Beatrice. Okay. We talked a little bit about it on the video. Um, he was in like IT for 20 years. Um, and his whole, I would be drinking a lot of bourbon if I did that for 20 years. Oh man. I'm just saying I did for a couple of years and I, I cried. <laughs> I get that. But I didn't know about bourbon. So that makes sense. After yeah. I found bourbon, I don't cry anymore. I just drink a lot. Of That's right. That's probably why he decided to, he's like, man, this is excellent. Screw, <laughs> screw it. I'm in this now. He was a long time home brewer. We talked about this. Um, he saw, they, they put it in the words. They say he saw a true magic. I don't like that. But he saw something in a tasting he had done. I mean, just, the, I, okay, you can sell a point. And I get it. But when you're like, he saw true magic. Like, it's not a Disney special. Calm down. <laughs> Every time I walk into your bourbon room, I feel like I see true magic. I mean, come on, man. I understand that feeling. Oh, my God. Stop it. Keep going. <laughs> um, but he he realized like he wanted to change and he saw something in the bourbon tasting that he had dinner, whiskey tasting he did. And so in 2013, he started Barrel Craft Spirits, uh, BCS. Um, the whole, I mean, obviously we see it from our point of view. 2013, he started it. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't like the next day. You know what I mean? It takes a lot of time, energy, and to build a company to what it is. Um, he didn't just start it and everything was just amazing, obviously. So the whole concept of what he did is very cool. Um, he didn't want to build a distillery. He didn't want to distill his own juice, stuff like that. I hate juice, by the word, by the way. I hate that term. It's corn. Oh, I guess stop it. Lauren needs to see that video after we're done with it. It's got the juice. <laughs> um so instead, he sourced everything, and then he just blended to what he thought was a good, a blend, you know, a good blend for him. And so the whole concept of how he did it was very cool. Um, they have a great team. Um, there's multiple people there that are just great at what they do. They also have Trip Stimson, which Steve talked about, who's chief of distillery operations. Why is He's Trip the awesome? Chief whiskey scientist. Why you is put he scientist also? behind your name because you went to school to become a degree in like cellular, yeah. like a cellular molecular crazy. biology. Yeah. But hey, guess what? One of Dave and I's really close friends has that same degree, Mister Dan Danahauer. Sure. So we do know for a fact of having been around someone with that pedo- uh, pedigree, not pedophile. Sorry, my bad. Pedigree. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. That's not what I was going for. But the, Dan doesn't listen to us anyway. You but see, I need to cut stuff out. I say. Good. You said. No, I'm not going to say what you said. But hey. So um, <laughs> so Trip Simpson was working at Brown Foreman for nine years. And what what do they make? <coughs> they make whiskey. Oh, okay. It's made from corn. It is made from corn. <laughs> it's got the juice. It's got the juice. <laughs> um, and then he started his own consulting company. And they did... Um, like technical technical expertise, a need design build and sufficiently run a new distillery um, before he came over. So he knows the ins and outs of everything when it comes to distilling. I feel like you'd be a good, good consultant, Nick. I, I feel like that too. Lauren, yeah. I need to, uh, I need berries. I'm a yeah. consultant now. He is. For sure. Consultant. 
hundred percent. I think that's all of it. You know, that's now what you we have all to work more than eight budget. hours a week. Just, uh, I work twenty hours a week. <laughs> And you put me 25 hours next week. So you and I need to have a talk. After so see, that's right. Oh. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Nick Christensen? She's, she's so pretty, switching she's, off. She's a badass, the next person right? I was talk about was Nick Christensen. Okay. Steve's in a hurry. That's and apparently let's get this thing over. Great segue, by the way. I know. I'm like, not, I'm not talk about Nick. Hey, can you calm down? I'm getting there. All right. I'm just trying they to help you. have a great team over at Barrel. I think people fell asleep and I'm waiting for this. on each and every one of them. They have a sommelier. That's yes. their blender. Her name is Nick Christensen. Can you spell know. sommelier, Dave? Oh, I can't because it's on this page in front of me. Give me one second. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> so Nick Christensen, uh, a female with the name NIC. Uh, she's a level one. It's sommelier. like you without the K. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's way too easy. So I'm going to leave that alone. It's not just the K she's missing. <laughs> Um, it's the TIC before it. Oh man, that was too easy. Um, that's on Steve, y'all. That's on Steve. Kevin, feel free to cut that out. Please uh, don't. Oh, hey, She's their beverage director. She's also their blender and their manager of blending operations. Um, like I said, she's level one, small A. Um, she's done a whole bunch of different things, uh, bar menus and. Uh, hand selected single barrel. She's done 25 herself. Wow. So she's very well versed in the barrels. She's like 75% different than Skip, right? <laughs> I don't get it. 100 barrel yeah, picks. Oh, um, <laughs> she's a level one, like I said, level one play. She's a former US bartender guild board member. I didn't know this even thing. Um, and she'd be on top chef. So she's. Top chef, top chef. Top chef. <laughs> I didn't pronounce it in my. He's going to pronounce an F toward you. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to get an F you real quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, they have a great they have a great group of people over there that are running barrel. Um, so let's run down the lineup real quick. So not just those people. There's other people behind. <laughs> we're going to get off. I know. Or a whole thing. So there's not just those three. There's a five main members that run the whole thing, but then also their whole barrel selection crew. They have a whole crew. They don't mention how many people it is. It could be one. It could be 20. I don't know. Um, so they have a whole crew that when they do barrels, they do uh, tastings for the whole group and they have to agree upon if they like it or not. So there's like five people that decide if it's good. It depends. Five people are the main head people. You have the owner, you have the CFO, CEO, you have like all the big people. And then they have a barrel tasting group. They don't say how many people are in that group. How do you get to be part of that group? I'm assuming you apply for barrel and you see if they hire you. I'm a pretty good taster. I'd be good at that. Just because you can drink whiskey doesn't mean you're a good taster. You're wrong about that. I taste all kinds of things. Well, let's go into <laughs> So we talked a little bit about the new year. So why are you getting all serious on us? You just I'm shut us down. Was there. Nick even done with what he was saying over right, there? Go ahead, Nick. There were five people, but it might be 25. And I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually wanted to get into kind of the complexity of some of their blending. So we, we, we don't know. That. That's the thing. We know a little bit because they've talked about it, but we don't know the deepness of the depth Depth. Oh, I do. Do you remember making those drinks when you were a kid at the, at the Circle K or wherever when you called them a suicide and you pushed every single <laughs> single in, in your drink? Get big red. And I, damn, I, I was starting the blending process prior to even drinking whiskey. <laughs> there you go. Well, if, uh, Everybody, that's Steve. 
from the Texas Whiskey Crew talking about suicide sodas and how he blends his sodas by just clicking a whole bunch of buttons until it gives him what he wants. Look into the color that we desire. But the New Year edition, how many blends do you guys think are in that? It says on the back, Kentucky. Kennedy, uh, Tennessee. Oh, I'm so I'm Smith the car. <laughs> y'all missed so, a y'all missed a banger in the fucking video today. It was so um, good. Tennessee, Kentucky, and Canadian. So you normally see an Indiana, Tennessee, Kentucky right, blend. Yeah, I'm gonna, but how often do you see something with Canadian in it too? I'm That's gonna a give change. you a few here. So we've got blends of five, six, seven, eight, and ten year straight bourbons. Distilled in Tennessee, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Wyoming, New York, Texas, and Maryland. So, where are you getting that, it from Texas? Balcones. Balcones. That would be my guess. Uh, um, don't. <laughs> we are Texas Whiskey Crew. We like all types of whiskey. We are Texas Whiskey Crew. Doesn't mean Balcones is. Yeah, we like right. Balcones. So, oh, we do. That was interesting. Next week, guys, just so you don't know, next week we're doing a whole thing on Balcones, and I'm bringing over. All my favorite bottles for Steve and Dave. Single malt, please. Oh, no. There's uh, Brujeria. Oh, Brujeria. And there is... Baby Blue. No, no. No Baby Blue. We, I'm going to make it sure y'all have a great week we time. we did go on a tangent about Balcones, but um, if y'all forgot, but... Um, we're going to do it, honestly. We're going to do it, even though that we have some... Um, next week. Balcones. All right, fine. We'll do that. It's coming. But it I'm bringing all my bottles. You've got five different years of straight bourbon, and you have, what, six, seven almost eight, eight states that it came. Now there's nothing about Canada in there. Uh, it, was on the, <laughs> it was on the bottle. All right. So let me grab it for uh, you. No, 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 no I believe it, but, and maybe that's just the, the new year's version. Don't take your mic that's with you. That's the seagrass. That's the seagrass. All right. So seagrass, obviously they're taking even more. Seagrass says Canada. I'm pretty, pretty sure Nick's got you covered on that one. We're good. But right. it was just interesting to me, more more of a side note that really how many different blends of of different distillates since we don't. Like I mean, they are no other blends, but the fact that there are so many is just crazy. Yeah, that really is crazy. Yeah. And it it's is. a really nice. I mean, I'm drinking the. For those who are not aware, um, most of the people in the Texas whiskey crew know me and know I like whiskey. Um, I had a 16 year. I took it to Whiskey Weekend last year. The ball was killed, unfortunately, so I didn't have it here tonight. But it, for me personally, it was one of my favorite. It was a 16-year whiskey, but there's still leather notes on it. And I think it was something that especially Dave would appreciate because Dave likes Garrison Brothers. Um, and Garrison, <laughs> I'm not being negative. I don't know why she's no, I laughing. Like a, a little bit heavier oak. Yeah. Um, it's just the tasting note was phenomenal. It's a 16-year-old whiskey, but there's leather. Leather is known to be a young note. When you have a 16-year-old whiskey and you have like a leather back note, it's it's great. It's phenomenal. Um, I think it was honestly one of my favorites of last year. It was one of my top five for sure. Um, wow. So the fact that Steve just laughed at that <laughs> because he thought I was talking trash and I wasn't. <laughs> you you were slightly. I, 100% no. I think um, leather also denotes uh, aging in an extremely hot climate. I feel like we yeah. get that a lot uh, with Texas whiskeys. Honestly, I mean, we do. Anything that's produced here that's aged here, it's, it tends to have that kind of harsh leather note to it. Definitely. And you get dramatic changes in temperature, which is going to change how the barrels expand and contract and, and 
Move and the heat through. does do a lot about yeah. that. We know about uh, Nevada with Smoke Wagon. I like how um, you said Nevada. Mm-hmm. Is it, did I say it wrong? It's in Nevada. I guess it depends on who you talk to. Lauren, tomato, tomato. How do you say Nevada? Nev- how, how do you Nevada? say how do you say that desert place where all the slot machines are? Nevada, Las Vegas, ne- Nevada, 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 Nevada. I'm a Nevada, but Nevada. Nevada. There's also Colorado versus Colorado, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. So. How do you say Colorado? Colorado. Oh hell. So uh, <laughs> well, I I was born and raised there, so I, I maybe I'm the the broken one here. Yeah, Nick's definitely, definitely Nick's definitely broken. <laughs> I'm broken from the inside. We talked so much that we stopped the podcast almost. We didn't stop it. What we're talking about, Barrel. I still love the fact that as soon as I said that Dave would love a no, Stephen immediately started laughing. It was no way negative. It was a great note. The Garrison Brothers is known to have a leathery note. Their stuff tastes young because it is young, but it's a Texas climate. So Texas heat affects it differently than Nevada. We love Smoke Wagon. We're huge Smoke Wagon fans. Yep. But Smoke Wagon has a very dry heat. We have a very high humidity heat. Right. So it's a very different well, thing. Smoke Wagon is not distilling on their own either. I mean, they're sourcing out. They're so, sourcing I mean, it. But they, it's in the Nevada desert where you're they're right. sitting it. Right. So that brings up a good, good question. So do you think that uh, sourced, since we're talking about a company that sources everything they do, and Smoke Wagon is another one that sources... Um, if we bring in source juice, which you, we just did an episode on Rebecca Creek, um, they bringing in something in source and they let that, that last Rebecca, sit. how long it was here. That's right. Yes. So do you, do you different conflicting rumors? Okay. One person said 25, 2005. Another one said 2010. Another guy said 2015. So we don't know exactly when those barrels came in, but does it affect it? Do you, do you 100%. think it changes the flavor 100%. of that dramatically? If you distill something in Indiana. As opposed to Texas, it's a huge difference. Yeah. There is no winter in Texas. We have what a couple days of winter? <laughs> like we have all, so we have all four seasons. We have we have we have three summers and one winter. Like I know everything it's about I, I think about whiskey. Yeah. But I do know that when we were at Buffalo Trace, they said anything under 40 degrees. Does it make a difference? The barrels literally stop letting uh the, the expanding and contracting into yep. the, the wood. Right. We, we don't have that many days below 40 degrees. Right. It is December. It's January 2nd, 3rd. I don't know what day it is today. Fourth? Fourth? I don't okay. know. It's third. It is third. Third. Oh. third. It's, it was almost 80 degrees today. Yeah, today. but what what the hell was it on the 23rd? I mean, yeah, it, was it was colder like than 17 or yeah. 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 But isn't tomorrow supposed to be like in the 40s? No. I, it's 50s. like, I think in the yeah. 50s and 60s yeah. for the high. And 40 in the tor- In the low. Yeah. Yeah. So... But, but not below 40. I agree with you on that. I know what you're saying. So the science Texas behind that is, is correct. completely different than Nevada, but Nevada stuff is great. You said Nevada. That's really going to mess up. Nevada. Nevada. That's bougie. Oh, Nevada. Is that how you bougie? I'm going to Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. fucking... So next week, Texas crew will be me and Dave. Because <laughs> Steve's going to wind up disappearing. <laughs> I don't want to be on 60 minutes. That sucks. <laughs> Trust me, you're not going to be on 60 minutes. <laughs> It'll be 30 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, well, we've, as usual, gone way sidetracked, but um, I don't know if we did any justice to Burrell, but no, I mean, we kind of went off, we went off, but that's how we normally do everything. Um, we did talk a little bit about them. Um, 
the thing about Barrel is there's we we literally don't have enough time in a, a week or a month to talk about them because there's so many different iterations. How many of everything they do? Iterations this is what, did they put out this year? Forty two? Did I see that somewhere? I have eight here. And there's still at least two or three more at work that I don't have. There's two or three at other stores I don't have. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't know. That's the thing. That's what kind of lost me on Barrel. I like them. I like how different everything is, but I can't, I can't collect them all because I don't have enough money. <laughs> like I'm going to run out of money before I buy every bottle every year. Well, and it's really hard if you like to drink something, you know, if there's 15 different variations yes. that come out, it's going to be hard to land. I mean, there's one or two in there that, I drink a little bit Don't of everything every day. I like try different things every day. I can't kill 15 different bottles of barrel in a month. I can't like, that's just not possible. It's just not healthy. <laughs> so it's kind of the, so, <laughs> so we equate barrel to being like the cheesecake factory, right? The, that's a, no BJ's BJ's. You, because you, you BJ's get a menu. menu is 14 pages long. Yeah. You're never going to get through the whole menu, but everything's good. And right. You're probably only going to try two or three things. 100%. Yeah. Right. You so, find something you like, you stick with it. So what's that, what's that uh, one hardcore guy that like does the, the restaurant rescue guy? What's his name? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. I know. Y'all know what I'm talking about? No, uh, oh, gosh. Sure. What's his name? He's like, he's like got some, some pipes for biceps. Uh. <laughs> no, the, the, the guy. Steve's just so guy, excited about no, how big no, his dude, biceps no. are. Yeah. big muscles. The dude, yeah. The dude. Yeah, that, you like that? Does big all, sweaty guys and big muscles. <laughs> see, yeah. See, Nick's like trying to sidetrack us, but we're talking about the one that he does the, the rescuing. He goes into places of restaurants that are failing and kind of helps them out. Yeah. Uh, bar rescue. Bar, no, yeah, not bar rescue. Uh, oh, you got a cell phone, Nick. Look him up. Restaurant rescue. I'm texting my Sancha. All right, he's he's texting somebody. All right. but, uh, what is it called? Restaurant oh, rescue. Yeah, I know his name. Hey, regardless, talk to Lauren for a second because we kind of <laughs> we 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 tried not to exclude her. Uh, Taffer, no is Gordon Ramsay, no 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 no, no 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 no, that's not him. No. Lauren Robert uh, Irvine. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Robert Irvine. So he got so, in a lot yeah. of trouble. He did. I no, what did he do? Yeah. Uh, he lied. He lied. He lied on his um, resume when he applied for um, Food Network. Yeah. He lied and said he had all this experience and he did not. And so they hired him immediately. And then after like a year or two, they figured out he had lied and they fired him, but then they brought him back. Yeah. But he did a really he good job for people, though. A little bit, yeah. Robert, and I mean, yeah, I know exactly. And, he, and he is back and he you know, does some, I mean, well, yeah, kind of what I, the, the whole reason I brought him up was not to figure out his whole background, but. <laughs> The whole reason I brought him up was one of the main things that he does is when restaurant impossible, that's his show. Yeah. 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 So when he goes into these places, one of the things he does is he shuts them down when they have these crazy long, huge menus with all of these things. So if you're good at something, do the few things that you're good at and do them perfect do them well. Um, Sounds like me every day at work. Right. That's right. That's why you're, <laughs> you're, you're such a solid employee. And that's why we go to skips wine, beer and liquor for all of our liquor, wine and I'm beer needs. Um, that said, barrel, we love what you're doing. Uh, but honestly, y'all are good. You know, I don't know that you have to go that crazy with so many varietals. It's when you, when you do something well, Hey, if you only had three or four choices, I'd be on them all day. The problem is it's overwhelming to see so many, you know, even on my bar right now, I look up there, I'm like, so many labels. I don't even know what the hell to pour. We didn't even get into Stella. Stella is a whole subsidiary of Barrel. 
Right. Like it's a whole nother thing. We didn't even get involved with them because we talked about barrel so much. We did. It's kind of the, the old sales adage. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Right? You know, just, yeah, you, you might've gone a little too far with, with the 30 different yeah. iterations of, of juice, but you know, a lot of what we have up there, I enjoy. Um, Why are you laughing? Because I said juice. Um, <laughs> you said juice, but it sounded like something. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it just, you know, there's a lot up there. It's a lot to take in. And especially, I mean, if you're not really well versed in the bourbon game, then it would be a little bit overwhelming for people, I think. We were supposed to talk. Let Lauren tell us stuff, right? We were. My bad. <laughs> Nick? What's up, man? You, Lauren, please. Lauren. Yes. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? You've tried some barrel. What do you think about that? Well, she's definitely had Skip's pick. I'd say I've only tried like maybe three. Well, well her get, glass is empty. You so got an somebody... empty glass. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> what, say, why don't you jump up there and pour her? Tell us what you think. Somebody give her a little taste of the new year. Have you tried the New Year I or the know. Vantage? Have you or tried the Vantage? No. Next nope. I've done the seagrass, the dovetail, and then of course our. So you've had seagrass. So what's your take on it? It's it, um, it's okay. I mean, if it it's, didn't it's, fit yeah, your, it's different. It is it's different. Vantage. It's it's a very unique profile. I think yeah. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've had that one. I know the last most recent one was the dovetail, and that one was that had some heat on it. Okay. Um, they are, again, they're all barrel proof, so yeah. they do have. They all have. I don't know. I just, I think ours is good. Like it's it's smooth. It's it's almost like sweet in a way. The barrel piss. Yeah. yeah. Private selection. Yeah. And maybe I'm just used to that one. So when I did get the opportunity to try the others, it was a little. I don't want to say overwhelming, but definitely, I the flavors were off or different. One hundred percent. That one's good though. See? The new year is good. I like it. Oh, no, this is the Vantage. That's Vantage. Okay. Yeah, that one's really good. So they did the Vantage in a gray. Uh, And the gray label, as we talked about, is older barrels. Um, I had the opportunity to try that one, too. uh, I like Mizunara. Yep. American Oak. Um, So I do like the whole blending process they use. The only thing... So barrels very in-depth about what they do, but they don't give detailed information so i don't know what the blend is percentage wise when it comes well, to i each think that's barrel. kind of proprietary for them i, I think they're for sure they're fairly transparent about the sourcing places that they come from but not exactly what they're doing but it's funny we brought up we we talked i don't know i don't think we talked about this while on air but uh the infinity bottle idea mm. they do have an infinity barrel okay so we they, they have an infinity barrel but kind of all of their barrels are almost 100 percent like that. I mean, you, you don't get the exact, you know, <laughs> reflection of if we started blending everything we have on our shelves. But for those of you that have tried to build their own infinity bottle, I have, I have as well. And you write down what you put in there and it's always fun to try it. And honestly, no matter how much I add, I've never been disappointed. Their uh, wording is, our Affinity Barrel Project is constantly evolving whiskey that is different with each bottling date. After we remove a portion of the Infinity Barrel's bottle, we replace it with mature whiskey. So they don't really say what the blend is. This one that I have is from 2018. 
It's 118.4 proof, 59.2%. But there's no information. It just says distilled in Tennessee, Kentucky, India. Sorry. Indiana. Indiana Scotland, <laughs> Ireland, and Poland. So Indiana is farther from India. Yeah. I was I saw India and Scotland. It just kind of fit. But Indiana, Scotland, Ireland, and Poland. So that's a really Poland. crazy blend. Diverse. Yeah mixture of, of distillate. Yeah. So the 2022 Vantage was ranked, and we went through this, um, well, I think it was Whiskey Advantage, but it was ranked number three on there. Well, they got a shitload of awards. Yeah. Well, and this is definitely one of their more celebrated iterations, I guess. I mean, if you, especially if you're looking at their webpage, there's a lot of awards, a lot of uh, commentary on it, but um, yeah, it, it got number three from is what I say, whiskey advantage. Yeah, they've got a. I mean, they've got a whole slew of awards on stuff, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I like blends. I, I do. I think you're gonna do. You're gonna do well with a lot of different things, and there you can screw up a blend. Um, I wonder if this is the same as like when it comes to like food recipes and stuff like that. They have Tennessee first. Does that mean that's the most amount? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like as it falls down, they have Tennessee, then Kentucky, then Indiana, then Scotland, Ireland, and Poland. So I wonder if it goes down in percentages. That's how I would that would be take it, logical. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. Can so you Tennessee ima- would immediately be. I mean, can you imagine what the mash bill would actually look like if you broke it down yeah. for all of those? I mean, it'd yeah. be insane. And I mean, I think the the bottom line for us on the barrel lineup is if you were willing to spend the money because it's not going to be your forty dollar bottle no. that yeah, you're going to find. Sure. But if you were willing or interested in trying something that was a little new. Um, or maybe that was going to test your palate a little bit. Um, most of them, I think I would try. If I was looking to, to try something different, I wouldn't pass up on most of those bottles. There's a couple that that just don't fit me and I don't like them, but um, the majority of them, I would sit and drink and, and have no problem and, and would be okay to spend, I would say what on average, they're between 80 and 120 a bottle. Yeah, yeah, as long as you're on the private release yeah. stuff, that gets expensive. Sounds about right. What else we got? I, you know, I think we uh, we took a long time, but we covered barrel. <laughs> it uh, it happened at the very end of our sh- our show here. Yeah, but that's all right. That's our podcast. What we do, we're all over the place, and it's fun. You know, for those people that have an hour long commute. We gave you a nice hour. Maybe you're five minutes late to work because we're going to run over, but you got to hear some. Don't go in. They're not going to ridiculous you. bullshit. They don't appreciate you. You deserve better. <laughs> go buy some bourbon. Go have a drink. Quit your job. Go work at a liquor store. I'm telling you, it's the best thing I ever did. And for those of you that didn't listen to our last podcast, it went on a little while longer than normal. Um, last one. No, well, yeah, it was the last one, yeah, but I'm like gonna say I'm gonna say that one of them, uh, yeah, there's an Easter egg in there uh, for someone, and nobody, nobody's claimed nobody's that. Actually, the Easter there egg was yet? actually three Easter eggs in there, but yeah. nobody's claimed any of them yet. So, uh, you know, if you've made it this far along, it might be worth your time to go listen. And Danny, you can't claim the Easter egg. No, Danny, <laughs> you cannot claim it. Or you, Robbie, Danny, Danny Salinas, and Robbie Kirkland are out on that competition. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to New Braunfels Bourbon. Um, they did join us on the last one, but yeah, we, we threw, we threw some stuff out there. So Robbie Kirkland has not joined us because he always flakes. He was you here know, at work today. Yeah. He literally harassed me at work today. for like an hour. Or maybe <laughs> well, <good>. three. 
Lauren, anything you want to end this up? We really appreciate you being on with us and hope to have you on again, but anything you want to add in there in closing? No, 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 nothing. nothing. Any, 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 Come uh, to Skips. Come to Skips to Hub. You Come visit Snake. He'll help you. Stop it. <laughs> um, we do tastings of our barrel picks that we have currently out. Um, we have a new Jack Daniels single barrel barrel pick that's out right now. Um, I'm pushing Sagamore really hard because we have some old Sagamore picks. It's, you can't go wrong with Sagamore. Come see me. We'll do some pick tasting and then you can buy a bottle. We didn't hit any bourbon news, but we got maybe a minute before we end this thing. Um, yeah, why don't you, why don't you inside us, Dave? Well, and I was actually going to get either Nick or Lauren to talk about it, but the really big news that, you know, I've heard a lot of people oh, talking about Saz. the shaking thing. Saz, Saz switching their yep. distributor. Swaz, Swaz, Saz is hard to speak today. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm just nervous. I don't know what it is. I'm going to get fired tomorrow. Um, so Saz switched from RDC to. I've heard multiple, multiple things. It's either favorite or, uh, or well, they went. They, they picked Capital a lot Reyes, of is, yeah, a lot of Houston two. ones up. They picked Faust up. They picked a bunch of different distribution channels up. Yeah, uh, I think it was like seven different new there's a local distributors. Yep. That they're using. Yep. So they've gone more of a instead of a national. There's there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that y'all don't see, and I didn't know about either until I started working at Skips. And obviously, I can't say anything about that part of it. But it's it's crazy when you see stuff from the other end. You're like what in the world is going on? Um, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a good change or a bad change. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. We just see what happens. It'll be interesting. It really will be interesting to see what happens and how that plays out over the next 12 months. I think it's going to make a big difference on who gets, uh, what I think (laughs) is hilarious. Sorry to cut you off, Steve is this happened at the same time when Buffalo trace changed their whole barrel select program. I thought that was very suspicious. And I like, would, why are you changing that? I don't and then all of a sudden, oh, now we're switching. I don't believe in coincidence. Yeah, so 100%. It, it definitely tied hand. There's hand something going on happened. with that whole side of it. Well, it's economic driven. I think, honestly, my two cents on this whole thing is, obviously, my career, I followed the housing market like crazy. So, where we've seen a, a pretty substantial downturn in, an, in a massive economic shift, and that's across the board. We, we covered a couple different things prior to this episode uh, we talked about uh, crypto, NFTs, things like that, and they've all taken a bath. Housing market, too, is taking a bath. The interest rates have went up. The economy's kind of in the tank right now. So you've got to you got to think that a lot of these people are doing the you know doing the same like bourbon distribution stuff like that sure. because it's not cheap. It's not cheap to buy these allocated bottles and they're what is Nick on the phone in the bathroom talking. It's all right. Hey, if you can hear Nick back there, don't worry about him, but Hey, from an economic perspective, I think that people are, I think that the big wigs in these corporations are worried that people are buying uh, that are not going to buy the more expensive stuff. So they're releasing it. They're like, Hey, this was allocated before people were looking for it. Let's get it out there and make sure people are purchasing it. And the, positive economic impact that it could have on these local or regional um, distributors is going to be huge because you take the amount of SKUs that SAS has and put that into a local distributor um, or a, a territorial distributor. I mean, it's, it's going to be a huge impact for them. Um, so the scale of economy is, is really interesting and it'd be something we'll follow. Oh yeah, really is. Are you off the phone, Nick? All right. Well, that's a, probably a perfect time to close this out. Thank Lauren for being here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you for your insight on, uh, you know, for sure on the wine world and uh, entertaining us for the most part for all the bullshit that we put out there as far as bourbon goes and every other random thing that we talked about. Um, That's what she said. But oh, yeah. She did. She said that for sure. We, we do thank you for coming out. Um, hey, Nick. Why don't you uh, why don't why don't you shut us down over there since you took off for a minute? Oh, if I'm gonna play a video for y'all. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I can. <laughs> Dan Sean Berm Junkies live stream. Closing entries now. I don't know. Don't whisper me what. I knew you were shooting a video. We we're on the talking about it. Listen, listen, listen. Follow the uh, Texas Whiskey Crew guys. There you go. Go to YouTube.com slash Texas Whiskey for check it out. Right. <laughs> we're drinking this freaking whistle pig smoke stock whiskey. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is probably, I, honestly, 2020, 2022, I'd say top five. Wait, you said how much? Top five. 5K. Yeah, top 5K? Oh, man, that is making number two. We just gave Lauren a little, little taste of the, which one is that, the Traeger? All right, well, thanks to the Bourbon Junkies. Thanks, Bourbon Junkies, for throwing a shout to the Texas Whiskey Crew live on their podcast tonight. Yeah, we 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 appreciate y'all for that. And, you know, we Damn, gave Nick a lot of crap for uh, stepping into the bathroom and taking that phone call, but we didn't know who, <laughs> we didn't know what was going on. We didn't so. know who he was talking to. So, uh, hey, so with that, so we're gonna go a little over on this one. We just uh, we you know the Bourbon Junkies were talking about that Whistle Pig smokestack. This is a Whistle Pig smokestack. It's finished in Traeger pellets. So, oh. Lauren, in case y'all didn't know, just got a free pellet grill. From oh, yeah, I did Tito's. <laughs> from Tito's. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? We just poured you a little bit of that. So what they did was they soaked it in the smoke from the trigger pellets. I feel like I'm drinking liquid smoke. You're like, drinking liquid smoke, right? I, I'm one with you on that. Yeah, it's weird. Like it almost disintegrates in my throat. Like, it really tastes. I'm, I'm gonna drink. I you know. So I mess I before this ever came out, I wrote them and I said, hey. I love your stuff. This is great. They sent me a case of this for free. A case. I understand why. It's so good. I don't care what Whistle you say. Pig, if you're listening, I love your boss hog. <laughs> I, I don't love love that. And I will take a case. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take a little snort of this out of the bottle. I'm this about is- to go. I'm about to go barrel craft spirits on their ass and mix some other shit in there to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's rough, dude. It's rough. Uh, it's a it's not the burp. The whiskey itself is smooth. It's the smoke just yeah, takes you right. It, 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 it's it not is like it's super smooth. It's like I soaked on a brisket and took a drink of bourbon. People that more and more scotchy people. Um, yeah, I but I, 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 I like hate scotch. scotch this is good to me. It's not amazing. I'm not gonna say it's like my top five. It's not. We agree. It's we know top, it's not. We've already talked about Nick's advanced palate. Oh my god, I hate y'all. <laughs> 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 
Hey. So I literally I appear on everybody's channel for all of three days before they realize I have a shitty palate and they kick me off. You don't have a so. shitty palate. <laughs> no, your palate's good. But hey, we're, it's, it's just different. Here's the thing. It is different. Uh, Wizard Pig makes some phenomenal stuff. Their boss hogs are phenomenal. The boss hog, we're going to go a whole fucking, we need another three hours. Is that the hemorrhoid one? No, that's Piggy Bank. Oh. There, we'll, we'll get to that one too. She's a hemorrhoid <laughs> in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> So Boss Hog do a yearly release and it's their special blend every year. This year was Greek fig nectar. It's good, but it tastes like you're eating a fucking fig Newton. It's so fig heavy. Um, I, I love it though. They have big pewter pieces on top. Yeah. And here's the thing. I collect them all because every year they're different. Check out our <coughs> tater. I am. I'm, I'm like literally the, it's the blends of the rye world. Um, here's the thing. This year, there's nine different toppers. Get the fuck out of here. Stop it. Did you collect all nine? I have one. I'm not going to get <laughs> nine. There's, just so you all know, the Boss Hogs are $500 a bottle. The reason why is because they're trying to cut out secondary. Great concept. Yeah. They're like, fuck you. If you're going to make money off our bottle, we're going to make the money off our bottle. I love the concept. I do. I understand it from like a specs slash skip slash whiskey business, all these different local areas, liquor stores, specs and skips charge a flat rate. You get what you get at price. We won't mention the other one. Whiskey business. I hundred percent. He's a great guy. I love him to death. He's super friendly. He's a great guy. Why, why should I sell you a bottle for a hundred dollars? We're going to go sell it for 1400. I get it from both sides. We get it. Steve made some horrible gestures right there. Um, here's the thing none of us own fucking liquor stores of course we don't care we want it for the lowest price makes sense 100% but if I own a liquor store and I sell you a, do- a bottle for $100 you can sell it for $1400 why should you be sh- able to do that when I can't I get it from both sides I because, do. because you live by the only gas station in the neighborhood <laughs> just because other gas stations are 15 miles away doesn't mean you should charge why people should I five not? times why should I not again it's unethical because it makes you a dick that's fine <laughs> I can be a dick but guess what I, I'm fucking rich now so I don't like you then that's fine you don't have to like me but you're still gonna buy from me I'm I, not though you might not but someone else I, they will won't. there's always somebody we just talked about this there's a guy who's selling a whole set of blends for $700 for the whole L-A-N-T-O-N-S that's cheaper than whiskey business whiskey business charged $2,000 I would he had three sets he sold out all out of his three. mind he lives around too many meth heads up there sold out of all three he sold them for six thousand dollars. I we I have no episode. hatred for that man. He has a great business ethic. I liked him until he raised his prices. Yeah, it would be you know, and I I hate to even go down this rabbit hole, but I had a conversation in there, and you know what I call bullshit on is well, you know that was my cost to get it. I'm only marking it up a little bit, which is absolute bullshit, and that's the part where I draw the line. If you want to say, hey, I'm going to get you for 1,400% because I can, fine, at least you're honest. But if you're going to tell me, well, yeah, it cost me 1,500 to get all eight bottles. Well, you got- Well, problems. he won't say that. He won't well, say no, that. No, he told me that specifically to me. Oh, face. well then, yeah, that's fucked uh, up. And, you know, I call bullshit because I understand how the- I've I bought a ball from him before and I'll buy all my, uh, I'll tell you right now, I buy all my Magnuses from him because he sells them for 250 Now that um, you heard you say that, they're now 600 I know, right? <laughs> yeah. He, um- he does charge secondary and all his stuff. Secondary? He charged like no, no, no. eighth dairy up here. No, secondary. 
You can find it cheaper from him. You can buy it from him for cheaper than you can buy it for a website. Some, some. There's yeah. there, and there are a few things that I think he's actually reasonably priced. Yeah. On. For but. some reason, his Magnus, he doesn't overcharge on. Magnus is usually 175 to 200. I because he didn't know until you just told him. Here's the thing. He's not going to listen. Just kidding. Yeah, he doesn't listen to this channel. It's fine. I'm not even worried about it. For sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to about $40. Fuck. God damn it. There went my freaking in. I'll buy one tomorrow. The next day he'll have a new one. Yeah. He has a shit ton. And I, I, I don't blame the guy. I, He's probably getting him for 36 bucks. I understand. It, man, it sucks. So Skips is different. Skips has six stores. And the new owner, Andy, has Liquor Bueno as well. Which is 24 stores. So just liquor stores alone, he has 30 stores. So if he gets like, let's say BTAC, I guarantee you he got a shit ton of BTAC. Why should he not sell them for secondary pricing? He spent so much money on all this other shit to get that. But y'all want it at wholesale prices. Y'all want it at retail prices. I think retail or retail and even a little bit above is reasonable. 100%. But retail plus but 20 why is fine. Sell it to you. The difference if is. If you're going to go and sell it on secondary, we had a guy who won a BTEC. The difference I'm is so happy I can't for him. go and buy it at wholesale. He he bought, he won it at our price, which was $114. It was a. As, I think it was $125. Yeah. But that's. For, for a Sazzy team. But unless I own And he's trying store. to sell on secondary. He had no clue what he got. Yeah. And now he's trying to sell He's trying secondary. to sell it? So all you guys got to do is say, hey, if you want this bottle, open the top while you're in the store. Just you crack can't it. You can't legally do that. But can you yeah. can you just make him open it? Not drink it. You just cannot it. make him open it legally. It is illegal to open a bottle in a store. If I bought a bottle. And I was like, hey, I want y'all to try this. I opened the store. That's illegal. I can't do that. So tell them to walk outside the door and open it. You can't do that. You can't open it in the parking lot. (laughs) My take on it is, you know, the liquor stores get to buy it at wholesale. So not. Well, they're 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 not buying it at retail. For the most part. So to turn around like wholesale and retail are different. Yeah, they are. And so, then you have at cost and yeah, you have at cost, yeah, you have wholesale, tricky. you have retail. So whole, for y'all who don't know, wholesale is like liquor uh, bars. Bar, yeah. Right. So bars Bar price buy points. from liquor stores. So there's a whole ABC system. It goes from distiller to liquor store to, to, um, to bar. So you have to follow that system. I know it's different in every state. Texas is, I'm sure, more different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But you have to follow the chain of command. A lot of states have three tier systems. I, I mean, cannot. This is a so if me, system. like, so for example, Steve bought a bottle or a barrel. He can't buy it himself. He has to buy it through a conglomerate. If he buys it himself, he has to drive it down himself. And then if he sells it himself, he's making himself money, but you're skipping that whole tier system. So legally, that's unacceptable. Right. There are ways you have to go about it. So, so when you buy a buys, bottle, you have to buy it through a liquor store. Yeah. Right. So you get a liquor store gets their bottles. They're going to get it at whatever cost. Let's call it X, whatever they get it at. And then they can sell it at presumably what the market will bear plus some yes. to cover their cost yeah. and built in profit. And that is a fair system. If the secondary market can hold something, that's not a guarantee. Your cost plus profit is a guarantee. And that's yes. where I have no problem with it. The secondary market for Pappy, could, Pappy 15, could be $3,500. That could be the secondary cost. 
the cost to acquire for a liquor store could be $200. Yeah. I mean, so I'll put an example. Um, I think 10 year Van Winkle was one twenty four a bottle. That's what we sold it for. So our cost is probably like a hundred because we charge a, we charge a a flat rate for everything. So 30%. what's that bottle in the secondary? Thousand? No more than that. About a thousand. About a thousand. Ten years? Ten years? It's about a thousand. Not hundred to a thousand. So, but that's not a guarantee. So the market will bear it for a thousand. So yeah. where I have my problem, and then we'll end this because we're going to go way over. <laughs> oh, it's way past way over. The, the, the where I have a problem with liquor stores that gouge people on it is you can't guarantee. Now, eventually somebody will buy it, but to sell something at an exorbitant price because of the possibility that somebody's going to try and secondary market it is bullshit in my opinion because i'd buy it at even maybe three or four hundred dollars of considerable markup yeah cost but i'm going to go home and open it yep yeah Um, now if i'm not going to open it and i want to be a collector and i want to try and sell on the market fine i get to take that gamble i get to buy that bottle and i get to make that choice yeah but for a liquor store to really take advantage of the system i just you know, personally, I won't shop there. I won't walk in there. And I don't blame um, you. But at the same time, I don't crash. blame the 100%. I don't blame you. If I bought a bottle for 200 bucks, I could sell for a thousand. Good for me. But at the same time, if I buy a bottle for 200 and I sell it for a thousand and I say, fuck you to the liquor store, I understand the liquor store's concept of like, fuck, why shouldn't I charge that much? Yeah. Or half that. Yeah. Why should I, I charge 500 for a bottle you're going to sell for a thousand? Because oh, does it make an extra? I get it. It's not ethically. It's not great, but guess what? Why should I help you? I'm trying to fucking survive as myself, as my business. And I, why should I try to make you make money? Because of exactly what we're saying. You have two people that talk to a lot of people. You have two people. Yeah. You have two people that talk to a lot of people online and we have a lot, we have a lot of influence on a lot of different people. So if we're, if we're talking bad about what you're doing, it's not just Dave and I talking bad about what you're doing. It's everybody that listens to us that hears this. And there are people who won't buy from said person. But guess what? There is someone who will. But reputation, reputation is everything in this world. But who cares about my reputation but I think I'm that's, fucking rich. But I think that's what blew my mind. Like, you know, learning a lot of this and then seeing, yeah, like secondhand, how much they, you know, blow up the price on it. And then, you know, here we're at a liquor store and I'm like, holy fuck, is this, is this number right? Like, is this, the, is this fucking for real? Yeah. And then, you know, we Makes do second guess. That. Yeah. It does. And then it really we do does. our markup percent and it just, it blows my mind. Cause I'm like, what. Well, I, it, yeah, I like if I don't get it. In, but heads up, if you come into the liquor store, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I'm working, and you tell me where's this, this, this. I'm like, we don't have that. And you walk out. I'm glad you didn't find it. Because yeah. fuck you. We do have <laughs> Easter eggs. If you come in, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, holy shit, I found this ball. Holy shit, I'm so excited. Awesome. Because guess what? I'm glad you found it. Yeah. Even if you saw it at that point, I don't care. You found it. You're excited. But if you come in every day. And you just go to one side and you're like, mm, and you walk out, go fuck yourself. I don't care. And I, I swear to God, if Lauren would fire me tomorrow, I'd be okay with it. Because I'm like, if a guy walks in, he acts like that, I'm going to tell him to go fuck himself. Because I don't care. But we all feel that way. So yeah, that's right. We all feel that way. But I'll I, actually tell you, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, and I don't like the people that are specifically there. I'm going to buy this just so I can turn it and flip it. So, yeah. Don't yeah. like I mean, that either. If you come in, like I, when I go into a liquor store, I don't care if they know who I am. I don't care if they remember me. I'm going to go in. I'm going to buy store picks. And if they have something great in the shelf, I'm going to buy it too. Yeah. That's 100% what it is. 100%. 
you know, I would relate it to kind of like the car market. And there was um, recently some vehicles that were being sent out to people and they were automatically being upcharged 30, 40, $50,000 as soon as they hit the showroom floor. And this particular manufacturer came in and said, look, you can't do it anymore. Like your cost is baked in. You get an advantage to buy this and sell it for a profit. You're making a profit. You're not losing money. There's a specific profit built into that vehicle or whatever. And everybody's accepted. You get to make 30% or you get to make 40%, whatever that number is. When it goes to, you get to make 2,500%, then I just call BS. And, and we'll probably always disagree on that, but um, that's where I land on it. So and we went a half hour on fucking secondary pricing. <laughs> that's okay. And that's, that's fine. And there's going to be people on all walks. There's going to be people that are fine with secondary. There's going to be people that will actually look at it and say, you know what? I shouldn't pay that much. Yeah. But I'm also fine with paying, you know, 20 and 30% over what some should be. But I have thresholds. Everybody has different thresholds in what they do. And if I choose to buy something at secondary price, that's a choice I should get to. Yep. After it's gone through the liquor store and they've made their problem. Well, it just sucks when the liquor store is the one that. Yeah, exactly. You're you're getting a a double advantage in it. And it's. But like I said, there's people like Nick that always find (laughs) deals. No, he I does. Know. I'm going to tell you right now. No, he does. He finds deals at, 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 at two I, liquor I was stores. I lucky yeah. enough to find someone in my family who actually owns a liquor store, and that's helped me out a lot, 100%. Um, I did get into working at Skips for the barrel picks. I wanted to know how everything worked because my original plan was to open a liquor store. Um, if y'all knew half the shit that was involved with working at a liquor store, owning a liquor store, managing a liquor store... Y'all wouldn't do it. No hell. It's no, fucking I, yeah, dog I shit. That. It's horrible. It's literally jump through hoops. I mean, short of doing sexual favors, you're not going to get anything good. Nick, shut up. I mean, I'm for real. It's, On that no, like I'm like, it's for real. Like, you have to jump through so many hoops. Like, if you knew what we had to do, just recently, just or, to get like a half case yeah. of something allocated. Yeah. Like it's yeah. fucking it's bullshit. Insane. If you knew what we just got in to get a whole bunch of stuff coming in sooner or later. And it's not even the it good would blow stuff. Your fucking like, minds. None of y'all are going to buy 14 cases of fucking fireball for a fucking barrel or a, a, a bottle of fucking shit. <laughs> it wasn't even 14. It was like 150. I know. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Stupid. It was fucking <laughs> stupid. stupid. 150 yeah. cases for some fucking Heaven Hill 17. I didn't want to say exact oh, details, yeah. but it's part. 100% true. Y'all just, and that's the thing. And people don't realize that. They don't care. They just want that shit. They don't want yeah. anything else. And that's my whole thing. And I'm going to, like, I don't, I don't have any pull. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But I really want to talk to Andy about pushing, like, buy a single barrel and you get something else. Like, we got to get rid of single barrels because the more we get rid of them, the more shit we can bring in. Like we have a lot we're sitting on. Well, and I will say something nice about whiskey business. And it was the times that I have been in there and it's been a year since I've been in there, but I bought, you know, I've bought some E.H. Taylor. I bought a few things there that weren't crazy priced, but they did allude to the fact that if you bought something off the shelf, you could get something behind the counter and you're not going to pay a, a ridiculous price. And I don't necessarily disagree with that type of theory because it wasn't exorbitant. Um, I think the EHT, EH Taylor was 99 bucks or maybe yeah. 120 or something or whatever it was a year and a half ago. Um, it didn't make me feel bad, you know, to say, hey, you you support our local 
store, not our store picks, but those normal stuff that we have on there and you buy some of our inventory, then fine, we're happy to sell you. What's her now? I'm giving them one of each of our barrel picks. I may be getting something in return. <laughs> I'm giving each one of our barrel picks because he's hooking me up. So you know what? All right. It yeah. is what it is. <laughs> on that note, um, we've gone down. A rabbit hole. Down rabbit a rabbit hole. Way down in. Like we, we took the red pill, I think. I want to thank Lauren for coming out from Skips. Oh, and just chatting with us. Thanks, thank you us. so much. Thanks for joining us, Lauren. Appreciate that. Absolutely. So I'll end it up here and just say um, here's to a happy, healthy, and prosperous 2023. 2023. Cheers. Cheers. No more COVID. 